there are stories that aren't just about wins and losses. They're, they're bigger than that. Uh, they feature human rights issues and, and much more significant stories than just who won and who lost. We know the operation of Godolphin. They've contributed enormously to global horse racing. We know the name Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid El Maktoum. It's been a quest of his to win the Melbourne Cup, which they managed to do for the first time after 20 years of attempting it with cross-counter, having had a lot of, you know, near misses. They finally got there. But there's been a case being brought against the Sheikh uh, and his racing operation, Godolphin, based on something that's happening to him much nearer to home. And when I'm when we're finished having a chat about this, I, I'd love to hear from you. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Is it something that matters to you? And we'll, I'll look at it. I'll get you to look at it through the prism of what's happened recently to Darren Weir. He mucks up with his treatment of horses, cops four years. If you don't know this story, uh, you're about to maybe have a slightly different perspective on the contribution being made to global racing and racing here in Australia uh, after at least Bloom is a US-based attorney for the Bloom firm, New York Times bestselling author, and they brought a case against Godolphin, against Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid El Maktoum over in the States. She's going to tell us why. Lisa, thanks for your time. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I saw there's been some documentaries about uh, what's going on in the family world of uh, of, of Sheikh um, Maktoum, um, but it hasn't necessarily been drawn, uh, there hasn't been a line drawn between it and his right to do what he's been doing in the world of horse racing globally. And we know that it mm-hmm. uh, touches many, many different continents around the world. Uh, what Can you tell us what you and your firm, uh, the action that you're bringing, uh, the case that you're looking to bring against yeah. the operation? Yes, absolutely. So for those who are not aware Sheikh Mohammed, who is the essentially the king, the ruler of Dubai, and the prime minister of the United Arab Emirates, has abducted, kidnapped, and held hostage his own adult daughter for over a year. Her name is Princess Latifa, Sheikha Latifa. And she recorded a heartbreaking video before she made her escape attempt a year ago and asked her, friend, her friends to release it if she, her escape failed. Her escape did fail, and so the the, uh, video has been released. 60 Minutes Australia did a very powerful documentary, which is available on YouTube, about this situation. But according to Latifa, and I think it's important to point out that Sheikh Mohammed does not deny any of this. He simply refuses to talk about it. According to her, she lived life in a gilded cage, always watched, always followed. She was not allowed to leave and go anywhere without minders and handlers following her. She was not allowed to leave Dubai and study medicine as she wanted to. And so when she was 16, she attempted to escape. She was caught. She was brought back to Dubai, held in solitary confinement for three years, beaten. And then when she was 25, she spent the next eight years plotting her next escape. And that's what she tried to do last year. She went out with her best friend, Tina, on a dinghy to a boat in international waters with a U.S. captain and a U.S. flag. And they, the plan was to go to India, where she would get on a plane and come to the U.S. and seek asylum. But instead, the Emirati and the Indian uh, militia forces boarded the boat. They beat up the crew, the captain, Tina, Latifa, and everybody on it, threatened to kill them, abducted them, took them back to Dubai, where they were held for 10 days. There was some international media outlaw, and everybody was released except Latifa. She's been held for over a year. Now... What does this have to do with horse racing? Well, 
when I heard this story, I'm a women's rights attorney. I'm in the middle of a sexual harassment trial right now in Los Angeles, and that's primarily what I do are women's rights cases. I just refuse to sit silently by and let an adult woman be held captive by her father, her only crime being that she wanted to live her own life. And I think the good people of Australia, and I recently took a trip to Australia, had a wonderful time. My daughter lives there. Uh, I think you feel the same way that we do in the States about women's rights and that every adult woman should have her right to live her own life. Meanwhile, Sheikh Mohammed, this very wealthy man, has had no consequences at all. So I looked into what does he have going on in the U.S., and as you point out, he owns Godolphin. He's had a number of horses in the Kentucky Derby and in related events. And I looked up the rules and discovered that the Kentucky Racing Commission has the legal power to ban anyone who is, quote, undesirable and lacking in integrity from horse racing. Well, what is more undesirable and lacking in integrity than a man who would have his own adult daughter abducted, beaten, and held hostage, where she can't ever call a friend, go online? Nothing. She's just held captive. I think he treats his own horses better than he treats his daughter. So we filed a complaint today to ban him from horse racing in Kentucky, ban him from the Kentucky Derby, ban him from the Oaks, anyone associated with him and his horses, because he is undesirable and lacking in integrity. Lisa, what sort of what sort of support do you think you'll get from, I don't know where this action needs to um, take, uh, where it needs to um, be heard for it to take place over in America, whether racing officials and racing authorities over there can do it or whether it needs to be uh, influence exerted from governments to make this happen. But who needs to be hearing this for, for him to be denied something that he clearly loves, take something away from him mm-hmm. so that he'll listen to... Uh, voices and views like yours. What? What? Who needs to? Inter- well, who needs to intervene? What, well, you know. Well, what you're doing is very important, frankly, bringing public attention to this. We know that the government of Dubai is sensitive to media and public pressure. You know, I've been to Dubai. I had a great time. I would never go now. I'm calling for a boycott of Dubai. How could I possibly go to a country where this is allowed? And by the way, it's not just Princess Latifah. Her sister Shamsa years ago also tried to escape. Also was dragged back and has not been heard from since. Lisa, is, so it, is, is, it, is it beyond dispute? You said before that he he's not making any public comments about the allegations that are being levelled against him. Is it actually beyond right. dispute what is being alleged against Sheikh Mohammed? It is beyond dispute. There were 10 witnesses on the boat when the forces came on and uh, assaulted her at gunpoint and dragged her off and beat her and dragged all of them off too. They all say the same thing. She released a video. I encourage everybody, if you are interested, to just Google Princess Latifa, L-A-T-I-F-A. You can find her video on YouTube. You can find the wonderful Australia 60 Minutes report on this. The BBC did a one-hour documentary where they interviewed all of the witnesses. The New York Times has done a lengthy write-up, USA Today. Uh, You know, this is really not in dispute. He simply refuses to talk about it, and he hopes that we will just all forget about it. Why? Can you tell – look, I'm only on the very edge of this story, I must admit. So when I saw your tweet Mm -hmm. go out this morning, I've started to kind of read a bit more about it, and I'll certainly learn more about it after the conversation with you. But I noticed that the former Irish president, Mary Robinson, has – has flown the flag in support of the Godolphin operation and the man who sits at the head of it all. Can you explain to me why she mm-hmm. would why she would do that? 
Well, it is very disappointing. So after the uh, BBC documentary came out and a lot of pressure was being put on him to tell us, is she alive or dead? Sheikh Mohammed released three photographs with Ireland's Mary Robinson, who was a good family friend of one of his wives, Princess Haya. He has six wives and 30 children. And Princess Haya had apparently flown Mary Robinson out, and they had lunch, and they took three still pictures of Mary Robinson, who then issued a statement saying, well, this seems to be a family matter. While she was roundly criticized, uh, really by everyone, for not standing up for this poor woman, and then she said, well, she does seem to be in a very vulnerable position, and I have nothing else to say on the matter, and she's refused to speak of it since. She was. So, unfortunately, I think Ms. Robinson, who has had a lifetime of some very good work, but I think she was co-opted by a family that she's very friendly with. And listen, they could easily prove me wrong by allowing Latifa to speak publicly. Have her come out and say that we're wrong, mm. but of course they don't. So we have these three pictures, still pictures, where Latifa's looking kind of off camera. Latifa said the last time, you know, she was beaten and drugged. And she does look like she's drugged in these pictures. It's very, very sad. And that was December. We haven't heard from her since. Lisa, how, how much of an impact um, can social media have in a situation like this? Well, I don't know whether you're aware of it, but recently in Australia, we've had one of our really kind of prominent former football soccer players in Australia lead um, publicly a campaign to have an ex-Bahraini international who was being held uh, against his will and in the eyes of many illegally uh, in a Thai prison, um, in an Indonesian prison, prison I should mm. say. Um, uh, he led what was a really high-profile media campaign with enormous social media um, influence and involvement. The footballer was Hakeem El Arabi, mm -hmm. if you want to have a look at it. Um, Craig Foster was mm -hmm. the footballer in the middle of it all. And I noticed as part of your um, some of your correspondence, there's hashtags that are att attached to this. You clearly want to make a lot of noise about this and make, yes. this, make this an international um, campaign. How, how powerful can that... It's a great that... question. Yeah. Yes, it's a great question. We all have the power on social media. Many people come to me and say, Lisa, can you do this or can you do that? And I said, well, yes, but you can too. We all have the power. Almost everybody is on social media. On Twitter, I'm Lisa Bloom, B-L-O-O-M, and I started the hashtag Free Latifa. If you raise your voice Others will follow you. Each of us has tremendous power in social media, and it's the only way. Listen, I'm not getting a, a dollar for this. I'm doing this because I'm just outraged about it. I cannot sit silently by while my sister, half a world away, is being held captive. She needs to be freed, and we need to put pressure on this man. You know, it's just not okay. Just because he's rich and powerful, he cannot hold his female family members captive. And most of us in the world feel that way. So please, let's raise our voices. And, if, you know, if we can go after his horse racing operations in Australia and some attorney there wants to pick up the cause and join with me, I would be very uh, proud and pleased to do that with you. Well, uh, I just came up with this creative idea, but I think it's a good idea. I think it may work. But if not, at least I'm raising my voice and I'm doing what I can do. And these are the moral moments that define who we are. We're talking to Lisa Bloom, U.S. Attorney, uh, who's looking to bring this case against, you know, Sheikh Mohammed uh, bin Rashid El Maktoum and Godolphin and to, to get 
the women, the girls in his family, a life that they want to lead free enough to do that. If you, we have a we have a text machine in front of us here, Lisa, which is live, and we see what people are thinking as we're having the conversation. Um, I think you'd be enthused. Uh, there's a lot of people who are saying that this is a disgrace and something needs to be done about this. I think we like to think of ourselves in Australia as a pretty fair country. Um, and I think that a lot of people who know a bit about this story or hearing a little bit about it for the first time uh, can see just how unjust and unfair this situation is. Where, where to next week, just before I let you go, where, where, you at, where are you at in terms of bringing this case? We might have lost her by the sounds of it. International telecommunications occasionally are what they need to be and on other occasions they're not. I think we might have lost her. Thumbs down. She's gone. Lisa Bloom's gone. Uh, we got enough out of it. We'll watch this case with a – well, I'll certainly watch this case with a great deal of interest. What The question – there's a couple of questions. Does anyone care about this? I mean, we love our horse racing. I think by and large we've liked what – you know, these internationals are brought to a race like the Melbourne Cup. We certainly roll the red carpet out as a nation, don't we? I mean, they are fated when they come to Australia. It's added a dimension internationally to the race that is undeniable. But if you're interested in this as a story um, and you can see the bigger picture at play here, should our doors remain open to a man who's doing this to his daughter uh, and has done it to another one of his daughters? Does, is it something that you think needs to cross over into the world of sport? Uh, are these the sorts of stories that we need to be taking notice of every now and again? We don't do a lot of this sort of stuff on this radio station, but every now and again, um, this is big ticket stuff. You know, the Melbourne Cup uh, and the commitment that Godolphin have made globally to dominating horse racing while they're basically given tacit approval um, by authorities that have to, you know, give them the green light and la- allow them into their nations to do what they're doing. We turn a blind eye to the stuff that's taking place you know, behind closed doors back home. Are you comfortable with this? If it's something that you want to join in on, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. If not, we'll get a wriggle on. No problems with any of that. But it's a pretty significant story and it's one that's going to play out and it might have a significant impact down the track on races like the Melbourne Cup and some of our other Blue Band events in the world of horse racing in Australia. Lines are open. If you want to join in and share your views on any of that, feel free.